0: Hey, Lion Chasers! This is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to another episode of Courage Cast. Today, I'm going through the book "Chase the Lion" by Mark Batterson. We continue with Chapter Six, called "The Decisive Moment." To su- if I were to summarize this chapter, I would really just do it by reading these few. Lines from the book. But if you want God to do something new, you can't keep doing the same old thing. What do you need to stop doing today? What do you need to start doing today? Whether it's a stop doing list or a start doing list, a dream without a to do list is called a wish list. Don't get overwhelmed by the size of the lion. Focus on the first step. In the book, he goes through Mark Batterson goes through several several uh, stories, and of course, he he's very good at telling stories, and that's how he teaches. Uh, one of the stories is about the if you remember back in 2015, there was a picture. ...of the dead body of a three-year-old Syrian boy. And it brought attention to the crisis, the refugee crisis. And uh, many people say a picture is worth a thousand words. But because the brain processes print on a page at 100 bits per second... ...it actually processes pictures at one billion bits per second. So technically a picture is really worth 10 million words... And that is true. Um, He talks about photography, and uh, a famous photographer, Henry Henri Cartier-Bresson, probably a French photographer, calls it the decisive moment when you capture just the right image. It's a rarity when you do that, but if you can learning the art of capturing. the essence of a moment. And uh, he calls it that decisive moment. And uh, that is that is something to kind of think about. What are the decisive moments in your life? What are the decisive moments in history? There is a, a picture or a, comp- a part of the book here. He talks about when we fail to take action... We forfeit the future. And just as inaction is an action, indecision is a decision. As Edmund Burke famously said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. That it's a balancing act, moments of history. There are single moments that determine and decide everything. A single yes, a single no, a too early or a too late makes that hour irrevocable for a hundred generations and determines the life of an individual, a people, or even the destiny of all mankind. Wow. Powerful. Powerful. Now, we may think that we don't have that kind of weight on us and that that's really those kinds of things are reserved for famous people or people in higher power positions. And while that may be partially true, it actually starts today for you and for me. What we do today, the yes that we give today, the no that we give today, the action or the inaction that we do today has consequences of a hundred generations forward, right? Think about it. What we choose today with our kids, what we choose to speak into our our families, what we choose to do with our work, with our time, affects a hundred generations forward or more. So we do have a choice every single day. There's small, tiny choices, but sometimes those tiny choices come up against a moment of decision that will really turn that you can identify as moments that that can turn a generations and, and, and change things for, for the future generations in your life where you have a circle of influence. It, it also changes it for you, but it changes it for many people going forward. Now, how does that make you feel? Does that put more seriousness on what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? It most certainly should. Don't take lightly your moments of decision today. What you choose to do, what you choose to set your mind on, what you choose to act on or not in act, uh, not act on, has consequences. And then he goes on to tell a story uh, about this woman. In uh, her name is Elizabeth Fry, and she's from Great Britain. And she was born with a silver spoon in her mouth, but she dedicated her life on taking care of the poor and uh, promoting the refer- reformation of female prisoners. Um, she was the first nationwide. Uh, women's organizer in England, she did a great deal to take care of the community and to add to, and had a, has a legacy of of inspiration, inspiring generations after her, including she was responsible for for starting a training school for nurses, of which Florence Nightingale, the mo- the mother of modern nursing was uh, was formed, so Elizabeth Fry was somebody that could have spent time continuing to have that silver spoon in her mouth but uh, and it was a very critical time in the eighteen hundreds uh, that where she really impacted generations and and she could have chosen to remain silent she could have just done nothing, but she stepped up. And she did what she could do. And she didn't give up before she tried. So she was an inspirational figure. There were many other stories in here. There's the story of uh, Kodak. um, And just the, the downturn of the Kodak company. How it went from the pinnacle of... A company to work for and and it turned into massive layoffs and brought it completely all the way down to to nothing and so there were decisive moments in the and obviously the kodak moment is uh, is a common phrase but uh, what he's talking about here is the is taking up the momentum of yesterday's anointing. Living with on past successes is is a dangerous thing. Sometimes the greatest opposition to what God wants to do next, says R.T. Kendall, comes from those who were on the cutting edge of what God did last. That's an opposition. If we rely on yesterday's anointing, if we rely on yesterday's victory to carry us through to today's Victory, it's not going to happen. Today is a new day. We need to embrace what today holds for us. Then he relays a story um, about inertia and how one father um, noticed a gift in his child when he was very young and began to um, notice things in his child that pointed to him becoming a physicist and um, uh, how he saw these things in his son from the very beginning. And this, this boy ended up becoming a noted physicist that um, revolutionized the way we think about things like inertia. And uh, so those are kind of uh, very interesting things. I like this line, the greatest gift that that Richard Feynman's father bequeathed to him was the ability to notice things. One day, Richard was pulling a little wagon when he became intrigued with the way a ball in the wagon would roll. When he pulled the wagon, the ball rolled to the back. When he stopped, the ball rolled to the front. When he asked why, his father said, that nobody knows. It was Richard's dad daring him to figure out why. And so Richard then spent the rest of his life figuring out why things happened the way they did. I really, really love this section of the book. And, and um, I think the thing that uh, that I leave with is this idea that uh, the greatest opposition to making progress is this idea of inertia, of just standing still naturally. Our um, enemy number one is inertia. When it comes to chasing lions, our natural tendency is to think the way we've always thought and do things the way we've always done them. It's hard to break old habits and it's hard to build new habits. And then I read this earlier. But if you want God to do something new, you can't keep doing the same old thing. What do you need to stop doing today? What do you need to start doing today? Whether it's a stop doing list or a start doing list, a dream without a to-do list is called a wish list. Don't get overwhelmed by the size of the lion. Focus on the first step. If you don't do it, You'll become yesterday's man, think Kodak. But if you do it, you'll become tomorrow's man or tomorrow's woman. Friends, what are the things that are coming up for you as you listen to this? Are we going to continue to operate from our natural inertia? Or are we going to push our carts forward? Today, what carts, what things, what actions, what mission, what purpose is God calling you to carry or to push or to move forward? What anointing is he calling you to? Have you thought about it? I encourage you to take five minutes today and just ask God and listen. What if you just stopped and listened to what he would have to say? Take a breath. What do you need to stop doing? What do you need to start doing? What comes up for you today? I look forward to hearing about it in the courageous community. Share your thoughts. What came up for you in the decisive moment this is episode 227, 227, one of my favorite TV shows from the 80s. Boy, did I spend way too much time watching TV. If I could take that time back, boy, I would make different decisions. Well, that's it for me, friends. I'm Eric Nordoff, and I'll be back again on the next episode of Courage Cast.